0: Food pantries across Chicago, they're struggling to meet an increased need for their services as higher prices continue to drive up demand. Some groups are also dealing with a shrinking pool of volunteers. So how are food banks getting by in our area? How are other organizations jumping in to help? Joining us now to discuss is Alisi McNeil. She's the vice president of community day services at Ada S. McKinley Community Services. Hi, Alisi. Welcome to the show.
1: Hello, Sasha. How are you? Good afternoon. Doing well.
0: Glad you could join us. Uh, I want to talk about your your organization. It's recently held its first food pantry in Inglewood after seeing this increased need here in the area. Can you talk about that?
1: Yes, absolutely, Sasha. Thank you for um, bringing me on today to discuss that. Yes, we um, at Ada S. McKinley, we identify that it was a huge need in the Inglewood and its neighboring communities when it came to food. Um, There are a lot of barriers in the community Mm -hmm. of Inglewood and its neighboring communities. And at Ada S. McKinley, we identified that. So we knew that it had to be something that had to be done, which prompted us to host this food pantry.
0: How did people from the community react?
1: They were, to say it mildly, were ecstatic. Um, They definitely knew that this was something that needed to be done. And more importantly, we heard different messages about how they appreciated um, Ada S. McKinley coming in, stepping in, and providing a vital resource, which is food. And so they were really, they they were really just, really appreciative that Ada S. McKinley addressed that need so quickly.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, did you struggle to to get volunteers to help staff the pantry?
1: No, we did not. Here at Ada S. McKinley, We have a full range of services, so we use our actual staff to be the volunteers for the services and also where it was hosted at. That is one of our community day program sites where we cater to the developmentally disabled population, and we have other areas within Ada S. McKinley. Um, what our employment services, child development, behavioral health. So it was an entire team effort that stepped in to volunteer for this event.
0: You think other uh, organizations could learn from that model? Like, yes. Yeah, do you think yes. it would help with the, with the increased demand for, for food assistance?
1: Yes, Sasha, I do agree. Yes, I do think so. Um, we have to take this as a whole community approach. And you're spot on about us learning and utilizing what we're learning from each other to better our communities.
0: Do you plan to host more food pantries in the future?
1: Yes, that is in discussion here at Ada S. McKinley. We are having an internal discussion, and we're hoping to maybe be able to provide this during the upcoming months here in the winter season. But it's definitely an internal discussion that is happening currently.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, I I feel like I can hear your passion for this work in your voice, Alisi. Why did you get involved?
1: Yes, I said yes, very passionate about it. Um, I myself personally um, grew up in a community that is very similar to Inglewood. Um, so I know um, firsthand uh-huh. what some of those disparities can be when you have to decide between If you're going to have to receive your medications, if you're going to have to put gas in your car, or if you're just going to have to be able to be able to pay your light bill. And then on top of that, you have food. Um, So you have to make some hard decisions based on just things that maybe someone else might not see as a challenge. So I know firsthand what those are. And to just come to an organization like Ada S. McKinley and seeing how much, they um, understand what some of those disparities is. Yeah. It's, very, um, it, it, it's very refreshing, and it's also just a tool that we're just using to make sure that we get this food into these, these communities that which they are needed in.
0: Well, before I let you go, Alicia, tell us how else Ada S. McKinley uh, Community Services supports the surrounding community.
1: Yes, definitely, Sasha. So, S McKinley, um, as I was speaking, we are a 102-year-old agency. So, we've been around for quite some time um, in which we have been in the community. We have a behavioral health unit. We have foster care. We provide employment services. We provide child development. And also, as I was touching on, the community day services for our developmentally disabled population. So Ada S. McKinley has definitely been around for quite some time, and we have a host of programs that are available for the community.
0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we've been speaking with Alesi McNeil with Ada S. McKinley Community Services, and we're talking about the increased need for food assistance here in Chicago. Alesi, thank you so much for taking the time today.
1: Yes, thank you so much, Sasha. Thank you.
0: Let's turn now to a food bank and food pantry in the area. Manny Lee is the director of communication at the Greater Chicago Food Depository. Hi Manny, welcome to Reset.
2: Hi Sasha.
0: Also with us is Greg Trotter, spokesperson for Nourishing Hope. That's a food pantry near Chicago's West Loop. Hi Greg. Hi Sasha. Manny, I'll start with you. Tell us about what the Greater Chicago Food Depository is and how it works with other food banks in the city.
2: Yeah, sure. So we are basically um, Chicago's food bank. And what we do is we are at the center of a network of more than 700 community partners um, across uh, the city of Chicago and Cork County. Um, that includes uh, p- uh, food pantries, soup kitchens and shelters. And what we do is that we provide the food to those p- community partners to get out to our neighbors in need how have you
0: seen the community's needs change recently?
2: Ah, yeah. So we have definitely seen an increased uh, community need. What we're hearing from our network partners um, is that uh, the, that inflation and the rising cost of um, items like food and uh, gas is negatively affecting families and their budgets um, and it's getting harder and harder for them to put food on the table. And they're basically having to to make really difficult choices uh, from, you know, buying groceries or do they buy school supplies, uh, which is a priority um, during the summer right now. Yeah,
0: Greg, let's bring you in here. Talk about how Nourishing Hope has fared in the past month with, as we've been discussing, this rising cost of pretty much everything.
3: Yeah, so it's been a very challenging few months for sure. Um, Visits to our food programs are up about 40 percent compared to this same time last year which we see is definitely like a direct result of the soaring prices of food and gas and pretty much everything. Um, Since the start of our our fiscal year, which was April 1st, we've also served more than 5,000 people who are completely new to us, who have never turned to us before. Um, So we're seeing a lot of people who are turning to us for assistance for the first time and a lot of families with children, uh, which is, of course, alarming. And so it's been very challenging. And, and so more people are turning to us. And at the same time, our own costs are up. Our own food and gas expenses are up significantly. Uh-huh. Um, donations are down a little bit. Um, we need more volunteers. So it's been a very challenging time.
0: Yeah, you mentioned, you know, you've seen that increase in folks turning up. Have there been any moments, Greg, where you've had to turn folks away because you just didn't have enough donations or not enough people to help? No.
3: No, we haven't gotten to that point, point. Okay. Uh, and, and, and I don't think that we will, but it's just, you know, it's we're having to spend a lot more on food, for example, because food donations are down. So more people are turning to us, so we need more food, but it's also costing more, um, and we're getting fewer food donations from grocery retail partners and um, food manufacturers just because of, you know, what's happening in the supply chain um and yeah. so it's it's just it's creating a, you know sort of a financially stressful situation but i know that we're not alone a lot of hunger relief organizations all over the country are dealing with similar challenges you know our our numbers in terms of the people we're serving are really sort of trending back towards those um the levels that we were seeing in summer of 2020 mm-hmm. um which is very concerning and uh, you know so i'm i'm very grateful for this conversation we're having that cuz i don't think that many people um, understand just how dire it is right yeah.
0: now. Yeah, I don't think a lot of folks are aware, Greg. What do you find your organization needs the most? What would you say?
3: Well, we definitely need more volunteers. And, um, you know, we so, and our our volunteer needs have sort of grown and changed. because We recently rebranded. Uh, we were founded in 1970, long known as Lakeview Pantry. We rebranded in May as Nourishing Hope, and we're serving the entire city. And so we're growing our home delivery program to serve older adults and people with disabilities on the south and west side. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're also growing our online market partnerships in in south and west side neighborhoods. And so our greatest volunteer area of need would be home delivery drivers, but also volunteers for our uh, food pantry that we operate in Humboldt Park in partnership with La Casa Norte. So, you know, anybody who's looking to get involved, it's just good medicine for all, you know, when volunteering, helping others. If you're feeling overwhelmed by things going on in the world, it's such a, a great thing that you can do to help the community and also lift your own spirit. So I would say volunteering and donations are both just
0: yeah. tremendously
3: important right now.
0: Many, we just heard a few moments ago about how Ada S. McKinley Community Services is stepping up to help meet the need in Inglewood. A few grocery stores in that area, they've closed, right, or they're committing to close very soon. So how do you see that affecting how much more people may depend on resources from the Greater Chicago uh, Food Depository.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is an issue, and we, we are doing the best that we can. We have a number of um, uh, food pantries um, and partner agencies in, in that area uh, to help, you know, and we really just certainly encourage all uh, residents to come um, and seek help um, from their food pantries, their local food pantries. Uh, we are really... Um, what we're doing is we really are adjusting our strategies to ensure that we, we continue to meet the community need right yeah. now. Um, the so? way that we are sourcing. Um, well, so, so you usually have, what, how we get our food uh, to provide to our network partners is that we usually get food through food donations or food rescue um, and food also from the federal government through the USDA. But uh, we, we also purchase food, as Greg mentioned, um, and thanks to donor support. Um, But what we we are doing is right now is we are spending twice as much on food as we were two years ago. Um, Last year alone in fiscal year 2022, we spent $35 million um, on food purchasing alone, and that was a 55% increase uh, compared to what was spent in um, fiscal year 2021. Yeah, and actually triple what we spent in fiscal year 2020, 2020. That's incredible.
0: You know, Greg, you just made a very passionate plea for volunteers. Do you know why there's been this shortage? Like, Have you heard specifically why from maybe past or current volunteers?
3: Well, you know, I think that it's just there's there's different factors. You know, it, I think it's, it can be hard to ask someone to come be a volunteer home delivery driver when gas is more than $5 a gallon. So, I mean, I definitely think just the the rising prices and everything, there's, there's typically a little bit of a seasonal drop off in the summertime for volunteers because people are going on trips mm-hmm. and uh, doing different things. But, you know, we've seen a little bit more of a drop off than usual, and we just need more. We need more, more volunteers because we're serving more people and we're, we're growing as an organization to serve more people throughout the city.
0: Manny, how much does the Greater Chicago Food Depository depend on volunteers?
2: Oh, all the time. Um, volunteer support is essential to our daily work, um, you know, especially as more and more people are turning to anti-hunger. Organisations for help. Um, so we we also typically see in the summer um, it usually fluctuates and we get a, a fewer number of volunteers because of people's vacation schedules and things like that. Um, um, we believe a lot of, a big reason for this though is uh, is really due to the pandemic right now as the world is still trying to get back to normal whatever that is. Um, but a, a lot of uh, a big portion of our volunteers um, are from corporation groups and I think many of the Corporation groups right now are still on remote and hybrid uh, work schedules, and they think that that might be um, affecting uh, some of the volunteer turnout that we have.
0: Well, you know, for people who are listening to us right now, and maybe they'll find that volunteering their time is is difficult, as as we've talked about. Is there any other way that they can get involved? Menu.
2: Uh, we're, yes, we, we're, we're always looking for volunteers, as you mentioned. We're also the other great way to help if you want to uh, join efforts to end hunger is to donate, um, to, to donate money so that we can ensure that our network is stocked and that we are buying the food that we need, that they need. Um, and, um, and also to, to advocate for more food to be available through uh, programs like the Emergency Food Assistance Programme.
0: Same answer from you, Greg. I know you mentioned earlier donations are a, a big one.
3: Yeah, I mean, honestly, money is is the most helpful. I mean, with with food and gas prices being what they are, and we're buying so much more food than we usually do, I, I think the answer for any hunger relief organization is going to be money is is the most helpful. But you know, if if whether it's volunteering or donating, yeah, um, it's just they're both so needed right now. So. Um, people can, if, if you're interested, find out opportunities at nourishinghopeshy.org. Um, and but, you know, whatever organization, uh, hunger relief organization in your community uh, that you want to support, it, it's all needed right now. We're in a tough time.
0: Greg Trotter is with Nourishing Hope, formerly Lakeview Pantry, and Manny is with the Greater Chicago Food Depository. Thank you both for joining us.